0: And I want you very, very simply to answer this question. Who's on the podium? Scott's on the podium. Open up your eyes. I am. So tell me about this race that you're gonna win this weekend.
1: This race is gonna go exactly how I had planned. There's not gonna be any fatigue because it's just gonna be it's just gonna be there for fun. It's not gonna be there to have the pressure. It's just gonna be there so I can inspire others and so that I can win. He is an incredibly powerful and influential speaker. He is the expert on persuasion and influence. Michael Bernoff. Michael Bernoff. So Michael Bernoff.
0: Please welcome
1: Michael Bernoff. Prepare to have your minds blown. Michael Bernoff
0: welcome to the average suck show super excited about a guest today somebody that is absolutely inspiring from their story what they're doing in the world and somebody you definitely want to relate to if you ever thought about getting yourself healthier getting yourself in better shape turning your life around. This is a gentleman that I had the opportunity to meet at literally at a Spartan race. I had a good friend of ours, part of our Circle of Influence community, Jeremy Jackson, had introduced me to Scott. And he said, you're doing a race, Michael, you're going to be up in Seattle, and you've got to check this guy out. So We texted a little bit back and forth, and here's the really cool part of the story. I was getting all ready, I trained for almost a year to do the Spartan Beast. If you don't know what that is, we'll explain that here in a little bit. It's uh, it's not just like a little Tough Mudder run with your buddies. It was literally like 12 or 13 miles in the woods of Seattle. And what was amazing about it is when I got to the race, super excited, set my expectations what I was gonna do, looked online and saw you know, how well I was gonna do at the race. And I figured if I get done in about three, three and a half hours, I'll be really happy. I run the Scott prior to the race, and I don't know if it was motivating or not. I mm-hmm. said, how'd you do? And he's basically um, running at the most elite level. I think I said you were done in what, 90 minutes or something like that? A little less. A little less than 90 minutes in a race that took me four and a half hours uh, to get done. So um, my man today, uh, Scott Gildner. I'm really happy you're here. He's been a student of ours and a a friend and uh, just a Spartan elite. And if you're not familiar with the Spartan race, I absolutely encourage you to check it out. You've run about 40 races. Am I correct? In the last uh, five, six years? Yes. 40 races. So let me ask you a couple of quick questions. How do you uh, explain Spartan races to people?
1: Spartan race? uh, Let's start from the very beginning, my very first race, 2014. I was going to church, and a friend of mine was like, "You want to do a Spartan race?" Did you know what it was? I had no idea. Okay. And uh, I'm just that type of person. I say yes, like let's, let's do it, you know. Okay. And uh, when I showed up, it was, it was there was obstacles. You can see him off into the woods, and there was a, uh, it was really exciting and pumped up to just to even walk onto the start line. I had a completely different response. The people that um, that Joe Desena that. that runs a spartan race does
0: business with a couple of my clients and they oh, yeah. told me about it for years like oh you should do a spartan you should check it out they sent me the book it sat on my shelf like over here okay for years and one day i was going through a challenge and i opened it up and they said if you want to change your life commit to something you, you and i like you have power in you i mean that's amazing you just say yes to things i said no oh, yeah. and for years and i opened up the book and he said It isn't about running the race. It's about deciding to run the race. It changes everything. The second you pay that 150 bucks or whatever it is from the race or use your coupon code or whatever and push submit, Mm -hmm. that changes everything. And I'm like, I've always said that for years, but I literally did that and it literally changed everything. It even got us here. We would never would have met if it wasn't for, it wasn't for that race. So, so when you, have you done stuff like this before, like before the Spartan race, have you? done anything like that? Like, I mean, where did you... I mean, did it seem normal to you to just go run obstacles uh, and
1: run through the mud? Basic training um, was similar. I'd say the Spartan was definitely harder Where'd you than, do basic training? Uh, Fort Benning. Okay. Which yeah. which was harder? Spartan or... Spartan. B- harder than yeah, basic training? Yeah. You're going to scare everybody away. Yeah, I was disappointed with with uh, my basic training, but... What, um, what do you mean? 12 weeks? Yeah, it was 12 weeks. So 12 weeks, you're saying Spartan running was harder. Um, the obs- If you want to compare just the obstacles, I mean, the four hours of sleep every night... The three minutes of being able to eat, the Amazing. three minute showers, yeah. yeah, that stuff was harder. But the obstacle specific, if you're going to compare it just to that, the Spartan's harder.
0: Wow, so. wow. Well, I, I tell you this, and um, I miss. I spoke at a term when I was at Core, I know you were at Core Strength, and I told a little bit about the story. And I know you've been through a lot in the last couple of years, and we we will go through different different types of things. And the one concept that I you said to me is that you did the race. And you were working on a couple things at the same time, and you were making some stuff happen. And I remember something effective. You were working on alcohol at the same Mm. time, and you did the race. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and you ran into me. And I know that one of the things you were dealing with was working on sobriety at the time. Am I correct?
1: I was still claiming.
0: You were still claiming sobriety? Okay, so you did the race, ran it in 90 minutes. Post-race, right before you met me at the starting line, um,
1: what went went down? Uh, Post-race, it was... Before, like, my my friends finished, I went ahead and well, you, had, you had to wait for them. Yeah, I had to wait. Um, and uh, so there's, uh, you know, later start time, too. But, yeah, I did finish before them. And uh, so I had to slam a few beers before anybody else would see me. So
0: Got it. And you, what do you, when you say you had to, what, well, what does that
1: mean? Um, if I wanted a drink because I was so ashamed of it that I was claiming sobriety, but at the same time I wasn't ready to quit. I wasn't trying to qu- I mean, I was trying to quit, but I wasn't wanting to. I just wasn't ready to give that up and surrender it. And so in order for me to get that buzz and to be able to communicate with people. I used to, I used oh, to not be you're able to shy. communicate. Huh? Yes. Yeah. So did
0: you have an alcohol problem or you just didn't want to drink? Because there's two different things.
1: Um, it changed the way that I was, it allowed me to be able to be me, the, what I, the way I wanted to be, which through your core class, I actually thought that I had a problem with from Iraq, but it's actually a, you know, a me problem and- uh, Oh, so you didn't pick up the problem in Iraq. No. So you had a problem prior. Yeah. What, what do you yeah. mean by problem? We're gonna we're gonna do the ADD version oh, yeah. of this, this interview.
0: <laughs> just to keep track of this, I know we're about to go ADD right now. Because uh, how old are you? At thirty one. We got We have to have ADD. I'm forty two. Yeah. There has to be ADD. Click uh, Definitely want to click subscribe, review this, make certain to share this with people. This is definitely something you want to share with people. If you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, whatever, make certain to subscribe and we're going to give you tons of updates on other things in the future. Plus, I'm going to ask him a magic question a little later and you're going to watch some live coaching right here in the video or listen to it, depending on how you're doing this. So you didn't even tell you I'm going to do that. So no. um, when did you know you had this challenge? Or what was this challenge? You, you said like you learned it at core, like what was it?
1: Um. The the challenge was me being comfortable with me. Um, Okay. I I, I remember... But
0: that's what you say after therapy. After therapy.
1: What were you you saying at
0: 12 years old, 11 years old, 10 years old? Like, were you shy? I was a little
1: shy. Yes, I was. Um, I was good with like a little small core people. Where are you from? I'm from Idaho. Okay. A lot of people there?
0: No. Not when I grew up, no. Okay. So you grew up in a little town. Yeah.
1: A lot of brothers and sisters or... One brother. One brother. Okay. You guys get along good? Um we did as kids yes
0: okay not as adults yeah. no okay not so much different kind of person
1: uh, yeah different kind of person he drinks okay and you don't yeah have you did you preach to him afterwards stop drinking no not so okay. much you because heard, i got, I got, got annoyed at
0: people yeah i got annoyed at preachers yeah okay so you're um when did you realize that you had a version of you that you wanted to be versus the version of you that you were being right around middle school okay tell me how you found out about that because what's fascinating is i i get it there was always the hallucination of. Who I wanted to be. Yeah. This is the whole average sucks thing. It's like there's this guy I am and then there's this guy that I really think I am, that I should be. So what 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 set that off in middle school?
1: Uh, when I started getting out and being more involved with different people, my friend my parents were very strict and so um, held me down. You grew up um, in a religious household?
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, I
1: did. Like extreme, um, like Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, you know, I appreciate it now, but at the time I hated it. Okay. So, but I started hanging out with my friends and different people and I started seeing people who were outgoing and didn't have like the scaredness when they would go up to talk to people. And I'm like, and, but then what I saw the direct correlation, what was, what I thought was helping them be that way was drugs and alcohol. Got it. And, um, even at a young age? Yeah. I remember, I remember this specific conversation right outside the middle school. This guy he was laughing, he had fun, he had a big smile on his face, he was talking with girls, was this talking during with school? guys. This was after school okay. at a like a basketball event, some sporting event that okay. I would go to. I was grounded most of the time but my parents allowed me to Got go to it. go to sporting events in school. Um, you're grounded to avoid this kid
0: Do you know, your yeah, parents are right, pretty yeah. smart if you think about it like, <laughs> right. if your school, at middle school had drugs and alcohol, are you talking about weed? what are you he talking
1: was, about? Um, I think so I think it was weed, okay. I don't know, he just would talk about different things and I don't remember the very okay. details of the conversation but I remember I, I started journaling a lot the last uh, probably six months okay. and so things are starting to come to light you know, now that, they are yeah, now they we're are. We're not talking about you were journaling at 12? No, no, I was okay. not, yeah. So
0: you're 12, 13 years old. You're outside the middle school. Tell me about this kid.
1: Um, he just would talk to girls. He would talk to guys. And he had a big group of people following him. And he had a lot of fun, it seemed like. And he was always talking about getting drunk. And he was a high schooler. I was a middle schooler. Uh, and I thought that the key was drugs and alcohol to be able to be that kind of person. And so puber- pre-puberty,
0: puberty kid. Talking to girls, w- wanting to talk to girls, watching an older guy talk to girls, taking drugs, drinking—he um, has what you want. The only thing different is the drugs and the drinking. Yeah, that's a very, very ch- big challenge right there. I mean, that—that—that's not even peer pressure. That's just that would actually look like common sense. Yeah, that's like intuition. It's like, hey, if I told you white water bottles, uh, white water bottles make you rich, and I got a white water bottle, yeah. this, you're going to want to go out and go get a, a white water bottle. Yeah. So my my question for you is. Um, what did that lead to? Uh,
1: nothing. Did it start at first. right there. Okay. Yeah. So, I, you, did you follow him? No. Okay. No, there was just a guy I saw, observed, and um, nothing happened after that. I mean, it's I, I never even correlated it as to what might have. But been a less dark imprint it, in here. It did. Okay. Yeah. Very
0: good. So, fast forward a little bit. When did when did your parting's phase start?
1: Um, because of the strictness with my home, um, you wish it started sooner. It sounds like, yeah, yeah, probably. And I don't feel like maybe it would have been able to out of my system, but it started when I was 18 and I first joined, I got out of basic and AIT and I had some freedom. Got it. Got it. So you got out of basic. Is there a lot of drinking that goes on in the military?
0: Yeah. Okay. Behind the scenes, it looks like everybody's healthy,
1: but is that to deal with life or is that just that type of person? It's... I had this deep conversation with some of my uh, sergeants and just trying to figure it out while I was trying to quit. Yep. You take people who like bas- basketball, baseball, hockey, yep. you know, I mean, all walks of life coming together. Not everybody likes the same thing. Everybody has at least one thing in common, and that's alcohol. Wow, common denominator. Yeah.
0: And I'm not here to bash it at all because some yeah. people deal with it, but I mean, I've never read the AA book and it basically talks about the allergy at the beginning. And you remember that little section? I, I don't haven't know if actually know if you've read, read the book. But no. if you read the book, it talks about that and it says that certain people are. Predisposed mm-hmm. to having a challenge. Like I know that when I used to drink back in the day, um, I had fun. I was enjoyable. I was yeah. fun. I calmed down. Other people and it would just get a fist fight, two oh, drinks, okay. and they'd want to fight somebody in the street. Yeah, and it was like literally brought out this other side of them to make them do stuff. What did it, what did it bring out in you?
1: The fun side. Okay. Yeah, exactly like I wanted it to be. Um, the person that I wanted to be to be able to fun out, outgoing, loving, the life of the party, the people that people wanted to follow. That's what it brought out in me. Wow. So, yeah. So when did you realize you had a challenge? Um pretty much when I was I was uh living on the street. I was living out of my car in okay. Charlotte. Um I got make, kicked, this kicked this out. This is before Spartan. This is before Spartan, yeah. This pre okay, Spartan. So I wanna
0: m- just make sure I'm clear. You go to the military, you get out, you went to Iraq? Yeah. How long yeah. were you there? I was there for fifteen months. Okay, very good. Fifteen months did you do all your time or Yeah I did. I had okay. twenty
1: my twentieth birthday and my or my nineteenth and twentieth birthday in Iraq. Oh my god, so okay. It was, I was I saw young. Saw some crazy stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay and you realize that didn't cause you your challenge. No, And no. then you come back and you're back here in the States and then you don't know what to do? Or how did you get homeless?
1: Um, well, I, I what about your parents? realized, I was still in North Carolina. My parents are okay. in Idaho. I realized that I had a drinking problem. This is one of the reasons why I also helped me hard, have a hard time reaching out for help or had a hard time because I reached out for help, 20 years old, just, just got back from Iraq. I'm drinking when I don't want to drink, like PT tests are coming up. Okay, you want to do good? My goal was to get a three hundred. I never did get a three hundred. Two ninety six What do you gotta to do to get a three hundred? Um uh, at the time for my age it was ninety two push-ups, ninety eight or I'm sorry, seventy two push-ups, seventy-eight uh, sit-ups, and under a thirteen minute mile, uh, two mile run. Is
0: that all like right in a row? Mm-hmm. So push-ups, sit-ups, yeah. then run?
1: Well, it's not back to back, but yeah, you, you do it all in the same morning. Okay, got it. Okay.
0: Yeah. And how close did you get to that?
1: Two ninety six was the highest I got. Okay, so so you got pretty one damn push-up. Up. Two seconds on a run, one push up. Do you drink prior to these? Yeah. How yeah.
0: good could you have been if you weren't? Oh, my gosh. Do you think it made you better or do you think oh. you it calmed you down? It made me worse. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. But you thought you needed to? I mean, to explain this, man. That's not the, la- the last thing in the world I'd want to do. Like, I'm even, yeah. even, before I do a Spartan race, like, the last thing in the world, I'm very cautious about what I eat the night before. <laughs> I make yeah. sure I don't have too much sodium. You know, I'm very, like, I couldn't
1: imagine, like, hey, let's hit the bar. Yeah. Um, It's, it, I, I can't explain it. I still cannot explain it. It was just. Hey, don't drink. You know that's simple enough. And then as soon as I get off of work, it's just I don't know. I really cannot explain it. I've tried diving into it with journaling, talking with people. There is no. That's why they call it, um, you know, um, uh, crazy because you're repeating the same behavior expecting a different result. And you had no <laughs> and, idea that that was okay. So you're no. in
0: Charlotte. Yeah. Do you, do
1: you have a phone? Yeah, I had, I had my phone because I had disability at the time. I had like twenty percent or something like that. This was. Just, Almost immediately after I got out of the military, okay, how long how
0: long were you living in your car?
1: Three months. Okay, and then what'd you do? Um, then I wanted to prove to myself that I wasn't an alcoholic, so I uh, I got a job. Okay, where'd so you work? I, I uh, hip construction. Hip. Yep. Like on H i p p. Yep. What, what, like, not on your concrete. Hip. No, no, okay, that's his so last name. He worked was hip. Construction. Okay. Yeah. Very
0: good. He gave you a job. Yep. Very good. What did yeah. he? Uh, did you? How long were you there?
1: Uh, it was almost a year. Okay. Yeah. And then what At, happened? I worked out of town, so it gave me a place to live. Okay. Um, so there's we were always in different places of the of North Carolina. So oh, very cool. Yeah, hotels. So, um, and then what did I do? Um, then I, since I was getting my life back together, um, I tried to work things out with my ex-wife. Okay. And um, so you had an ex-wife by twenty something years old. Yeah. How did
0: I knew you? we were you're married, in married in at the home, time. Explain this, okay? <laughs> so you, how, when'd you get married? I was uh, tw- I just turned twenty-one. So you're twenty-one years old, barely understand life just spent a couple of years over. Now, did you get married for, you got married in the military or? Yeah, I was okay. in the military.
1: We got married for wrong reasons. She was able to get a green card. I was able to uh, get out of the barracks. Okay, very good, so you got a house. Or whatever you call it. Better, you got better.
0: You that got was, better. You got better plan. living conditions. Yeah, you got. You're making all kinds of great decisions. I at am. That time. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You're 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 getting someone green cards, and <laughs> and you're not happily married, right? No, it you're wasn't. just. It was. Um, what, what's the word? Contract. Co- contract marriage. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I, everyone knows that that exists. What no wonder you were drinking? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, were, you weren't very happy. Mm-hmm. So um, you wanted to get back together with your ex
1: wife, and you're wanting to work on your sobriety.
0: Talk to me more about that.
1: Um. So we had we had a kid in that in that time when I was working in Charlotte because I was lying to her. I told her I was working the whole time, but at that time I was going to bars and because I got you know a certain amount of I got six hundred dollars a month, so I was kind of a pretty rich homeless person. Six hundred a uh, month. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Um, but uh, so that all went to, to alcohol. It was more important to me to drink. So I was lying to her, and then um, over the course of about six months, me her thinking that I'm working the whole time. You know, so then she's like, all right, you know, let's try and work on this. And then I moved back to Sanford and got a house and, and it didn't work out because um, I, I didn't stop drinking. I was also smoking a lot of spice back then, too. What, what a spice? Um, synthetic marijuana. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Really, really bad for you.
0: Okay. Um, but you thought it was so. a good idea because that kid did it on the playground.
1: Well, yeah. And in the military. It started when I got back from Iraq because it was undetectable in drug tests. Got it. So you were very, very creative. Super smart. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, how did you get to? Um, how did you get to uh, the Spartan Race? I know someone recommended it at work. What mm-hmm. job was that? This was actually a church. Okay. Um,
1: trying to. At, this was uh, fast forward three years, um, okay. and I'm trying to trying to do better for myself. I started going to church, and okay. uh, a, a guy who was in the special forces. We drink at church. The guys I was hanging out with, yes. Okay, at church. Well, not at church, but okay. after church. Okay, got, yeah, Okay, good. Yeah. So when church is done, you drink. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Down. People go to church on Sunday,
0: and they beat up their family members on Sunday night, and yeah. they drink on the weekends, and then go a party, and then back in church Sunday, and yep. repent. repent. Okay. Genius concept. <laughs>
1: yeah, I yeah, know. But uh, yeah, so it was a special forces guy, and then all of his special forces buddies who I went with to... Uh, my first race was uh, Wintergreen, and so that was like one of the Where's top three. Uh, Virginia. Okay. Uh, one of the top three hardest races, and, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Was it a so. sprint? Was it a... Super. A, oh, you went straight into the Super? Yeah. Which is how many miles? That one, at that time, it was like
0: uh, eight to 10. Okay. I started with that, like the four-point mile up. Ahead. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> it. Yeah. And then I got to the 14 miles. Okay. Okay. So um, you go to a Super, and like you hadn't, you didn't, weren't scared at all of it?
1: Oh, I was nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely nervous
0: a lot. How do you handle sleeping the night before? Because I even noticed on races, like, I don't want to sleep. Do you sleep now?
1: Yeah, I sleep pretty okay. good. Um,
0: what allows you to do that? Because every race I had, I literally lay there in the hotel. I'm like, I'm not nervous. It's like I'm so excited and I've been working so hard for this. It's like getting yeah. ready for a show the next day. What do you do to calm yourself down?
1: Um, I I will pray and then also do some like just breathing work, you know, work through the breathing. Like you
0: totally feel like you're getting up for just a normal day when you do those?
1: No, no definitely not. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I got the jitters. Like tomorrow's race day okay. and, and I'm super pumped. I mean, the day before I fly out, I'm super pumped and I'm excited and I'm just high-fiving everybody, (laughs) you know, I'm just like, I am super excited. But, um, yeah, these races for me are, um, so I go into them just trying to get this uh, calmness about me so that I can not set an expectation so that I won't fail what I'm expected to do, excuse me, Um, uh, which has really helped me a lot. But it's, it's been a work in progress. But not setting that expectation has allowed me to be able to just go into the race with confidence with not having the jitters, being able to sleep the night before, um, which has helped me a lot. Love
0: it. So basically, you're telling me that when you raced drinking, were you racing better or worse?
1: Oh, yeah, worse. Worse. Okay. How how has your races improved? Um, I I feel ready. Um, Okay. And, I, well, my training is consistent. I've never had a consistent training. This is my first month of consistent training. Um, I've gotten 100 miles, a little over 100 miles this last four weeks, and uh, this, that's more than I've ever done probably in a year during the time that I was drinking. What do what your, your training regimens look like? Um, so uh, four miles every day, some are slow, some are fast. Um, we'll do some burpees. This is what I hired a coach. And so he's got me doing some things. Are you let people help you before. now. Yeah. As the old, you didn't let anybody help you. No, you avoided me. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You
0: signed up for call to action and you were going to do core and then you avoided me. Yep. Is that cause you knew I knew? Two years. I didn't know you had this challenge. Yeah. I didn't know you were dealing with that. You avoided for two years. And then I remember the day we were at core strength and I looked you in the eyes and my friend Casey, who I think he's going to run a race with you. He said, he's going to yeah. Go over the race with you. I was like, why is it why he's going to go with you? or He mentioned one of those races. He wants to do one of those. He said, Yeah. and um, he basically remembered verbatim what I said, have you accepted that you're one of the best runners or athletes in the world? I mean, did you know that about yourself before I brought that to your attention? No. I mean, how many people do you know outside of the Spartan race circuit that run 40 races in six years? Not many. Not many. Yeah. How many people from your hometown, your high school? Uh, None. How many from your town? None. How many from, how many from uh, down the street here? I don't know how many here. an average <laughs> apartment building in New York City that holds 20,000 people yeah, zero zero so the question is that's you yeah. so what makes you drive like what drives you to do this what drives you to stay sober what drives you to run these races
1: what drives me now um, yeah. at this moment who cares about that and I okay. like step
0: 13 of the AA yeah. step 13 is just put alcohol in the past yeah that's yeah. step
1: 13 that's exactly what I do I just yeah. I don't even that's think that's something about you it. used it's, to do mm-hmm. that's not even a problem yeah no uh, drinking is not even not even an issue anymore um, what drives me now is, uh, well, I learned it at core really. Um, I just want to help people, and this is a tool that I can do that allows me to be able to to do that. Um, being able to help people, like I, if I, I didn't this. run these Spartan races, I want to be here with you. That's um, true. I wouldn't know. want to bring in a guy. Hey, I'd like to bring in a guy that um, I'd
0: like to bring in a guy that uh, lives in his car, that yeah. um, can't figure his life out, that you know has a relationship that's dysfunctional. That's true. Mm-hmm. If you're in the race, you wouldn't have met me.
1: How right. do you use it to help people? Um, well, with, with this, these type of things right here, having some interviews or just being able to share things on Facebook, Instagram, being able to win them out there at the races and, and people like, hey, didn't you used to drink? Or, you know, some people who know my story from the, the NBC show that I was on and different people just knew me from 2014 up to 2017 when I was drinking. Um, and then I'm like, no, I'm, you know, so I'm able to share my story with a lot more people than because it goes along with the travel. I met somebody yesterday who was like, hey, I love your hat. And no. then I was able to talk to her about it and gave her my card. And, um, and it just opens up conversations wherever you go, which I wouldn't be able to do just sitting at home, not doing a whole lot. So
0: I'm going to throw something very interesting at yeah. you. You used to need alcohol to get out of your comfort zone. Because you didn't have the confidence, it gave you the confidence. Yeah. Now being this racer, this pseudo-celebrity in the circuit, this guy that found a way to be sober, you have confidence. I do, yeah. So your confidence comes from you being you. Exactly. And being who it is you've always been and who you're capable of being. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the race you got coming up and you're in town for how many races? You're running two? Two, yes. Two, okay. Yeah. Tell me about the two Super races. Super in the sprint. I've done the one up here too. Did you? It's got the rope built in. Have you done this one?
1: Uh, last year, once. yeah, it's got the rope built
0: in to the wall, um, which is interesting. And you, they, Spartan doesn't bring that out; they got it built in. It's right up, it's down the street right here.
1: Okay. So, um, tell me about the races. Tell, tell me about what uh, which one you're doing. I did the super here. Okay, super and the sprint. So it'll be Saturday and Sunday, both races at seven thirty in the morning. Um, it's uh, if I'm gonna, I only have races from where i was able most to. people need an ice bath after one race you're doing two back to back yes okay yeah. well when you run um uh, 11 to 12 miles on you know two to three times a week yep it, it's it doesn't hurt and it, yep. i used to be that last year two years ago i'll go out and run 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 beast and yeah ice bath and i'm like yep. limping into the race the next day and but just but the adrenaline takes over and i'm able to run on any sort of pain really but um but so since I've trained consistently last month, I went into the, to the race with anticipation, expectations that I had to get this podium, that I had to be able to do this to be able to prove myself. Yep. Which um, podium do you want? One, two, or three? Of course, I want one. Do you see yourself as a number one? I don't do. pause. We're going to work on that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I don't like that pause. No. That do you was, like that, that pause? Was, I do not like that pause. Okay. So tell me about that pause. That pause is a lack of of confidence.
0: Okay. Yeah. Do you see yourself as number one? I do not. Okay, that's not going to work for me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we got to work on that. Okay, good. So let me ask you a question: um, What does winning mean to you?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, um, w- winning. This is what I'm. This is what I'm working on with the expectations, being able to get that cut back is. Um, winning was winning number one, um, but there's a lot more than that, I and mean, this is something that I've been learning really through my coach and through the core class that I took with yeah. you, um, and it's been. It's about you being the best you that you can be, and do you, you believe the best you you can be can get you number one on that podium. I do.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, so, what's going to take
1: to do that? Everything that I've been been working on the last month, last two months. The sobriety is great, but I know we've already if, beat that story. Yeah, yeah, I know. we yeah. So there's more to it than that, as you know. This, that's why I don't go to AA anymore because it's just like that's all they do is just live to be sober. Um, there's more to life. What do you that. live to be? I live to be. The best version of myself. I I know that sounds like a cheesy answer, but I can't think of anything right now. Um, I I just I want to be able to be better today than I was yesterday. Are you
0: okay? Because I know arrogance bothers you. I can see that you don't like people that you know brag. Right? Does that bother you a little bit? It does. If you were to accept that you're the best, and you have the ability, no matter what race you win a run, you have the ability to come in first. At worst, second place. What kind of life would that be? How would you run on a Tuesday if you were had to keep up mm. the
1: pack? What would that do for you? Would that add pressure to your life or would that inspire you? That would inspire. Yeah. It, with, with some good amount of pressure, but not like the bad pressure where it's like, oh, if I fail, then I'm failing everybody and myself. It's going to be like, these guys need, we all need some sort of a leader in our lives in one way or another. And that will... I can be that person. What changes in your life when you get the podium this weekend? Um, when you get the podium this yeah. weekend, I want to say it again. When you
0: yeah. get the win this weekend, you ever been up there before? One time last one year. Time. How did it feel? It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Did you want to get off? No. You like standing
1: no, up there? Yeah. I had the trophies holding it up. How many other people
0: ran with you that day?
1: Uh, There's about one fifty per race. Okay. That who run actually that, for that the competitive? Speed, yeah. 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 Did you get any penalties? I did. No, I did. I did. Um, I had the tire flip. Okay, couldn't do it. But everybody, nobody got the tire flip, so it was a level playing field. It's it easier for your my size, you that, right? Yeah, <laughs> tire flip's easier for
0: me. The, the, the other stuff's easier for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay, so talk to me about this. What would it take for you to be, to guarantee that for yourself? What would it take to level up above that? That's just what you do naturally. That's who I am, and that's what I do.
1: To get rid of that pause when okay. I am asked that question. Um, am I am I going to be number one, and or do I believe that I'm number one? I got to get rid of that pause. I got to believe that I'm number 1 no matter what that I do. Like I can get third place, but in with me I can still be number 1 even though I got third or fourth or fifth because I did my best. And I didn't stop. I left it all out there. I learned things along the way, which is why I didn't get first. Okay, so this is the logical.
0: So the pause, where the pause comes from, I'm going to talk a little bit of psychology. I helped a gentleman win a huge boxing match the other day. Okay. And he just it won in like a minute. Does that make sense? And the reason was, what, what it was is we visualized the whole thing out in advance. Mm. And we planned the whole thing in advance. There was zero other option. That was yeah. possible. So I don't know about your competitors and who you're up against, but I do know that we can get rid of that pause. And if we can eliminate that pause, that's where things happen. So I'm going to ask a yeah. question again one more time. And do you see yourself as number one always? Yes. Now you're just saying that. I am. You still had the pause.
1: So right <laughs> as right as I say that, what pops into your brain? The other competitors. And okay. And the amount of time that I've had training, which is about because okay,
0: so you, you picture them, okay, does any of that really matter? No, it doesn't because the question is you ran pretty well drinking, yeah, and now you're not drinking. yeah, so you should be better and you've been through things that a lot of these people have never been through. And the question is, what is your reason for being number one? Why is it
1: necessary? Uh, not many people listen to number five or six, so and when you're, when you're consistently on the podium, people would be like, this guy's doing something that you know that they are the people who are not doing. Do you remember when, I'm gonna close your eyes, and do you remember mm-hmm. when you
0: were about 11 years old, very impressionable, looking for answers, right? Mm-hmm. Something you wanted, no different than wanting a, a trophy or being number one, you wanted girls, you wanted a good life, you wanted to be cool, right? Mm-hmm. You saw that kid come along that had what it is you wanted. He said the answer mm-hmm. was drugs, drinking which Mm -hmm. maybe that set you off, maybe it didn't set you off. But imagine there's people out there in the world of millions of people wanting to run races, become healthier, enjoy their lives, get sober, help a family member, be an inspiration for the world. Because one of the things that I do when I run is I realize one of three things are happening. One is I'm getting myself in shape. Number two is people that drive by think I'm crazy. Number two is people drive by go, I should be doing that shit. And Mm -hmm. number three is people get out and they actually run themselves. How much does the world need you to do this? How much does the world need you to basically be able to do this, to say I chose to do that and I did? How many other people are gonna hear the other part of this interview and be able to look back and go, he decided to be sober and if you're listening online, you know, you're not seeing the breathing and you're owning this right now and you're breathing it into your existence. My question is, if you were to visualize right now, you on the podium last time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask some very simple questions. You're picturing yourself, if you picture yourself on the podium, do you see Scott? in the picture in your head, on that podium? Yes. I want you to imagine you're in those eyeballs, and I want you to see it out of your own eyes, sniper style, do you know what Mm. I'm talking about? Yeah. You're standing there big, shoulders back, breathing big, and you did it, and I want you to see the people around you and feel what you felt and hear what you heard and see what you saw. Can you go ahead and do that right now? As though it's happening. Anybody listening in the background, all you have to do is do the same thing for yourself. Anything that you want to achieve, anything you want to make happen, you've got to add that for yourself. So you've got that feeling going on in your body, seeing it out of your own eyes. And I want you to very quickly imagine you're feeling bigger. Put your shoulders back, so you're standing up, you're feeling even bigger. And I want you to imagine that feeling and holding that in your body, see what you saw and feel what you felt and hear what you heard as though it's happening again now. And I want you to imagine for a second, somebody comes up to you and goes, somebody comes up to you and goes, do you have any advice?
1: Hmm.
0: And the words that are gonna come out of your mouth The simplistic words that come out of your mouth are very, very powerful. The words are gonna go something like this. This is who I am. This is what I do. I win. Mm. My question for you is, if you put yourself in that position, do you remember how you felt that day?
1: Mm -hmm, Remember what you
0: saw? Mm -hmm. I want you to imagine it's a few days from now and you're looking back. It's Monday and people are saying, how did your race go? It went exactly as Mm -hmm. I expected it to in advance. So what I know is you've already run You've already done the race. You're already standing on that podium, already doing what it is that you're going to be doing because that podium is identical. You know they travel that podium from one city to another. Mm -hmm. They have trailers that bring those, and I've seen those trailers bring those. It'll be a very identical podium. You've already been on there before. But you're putting yourself back on that same podium one more time because you choose to be back on that podium. And as Mm -hmm. you're standing there up on that podium and you're looking out at the crowd, you're just doing what you've done before. There's nothing Mm -hmm. you need to win. You just need to show up. And if you show up, that is what someone like you does. So it doesn't matter how many races you've run of what you've done, in a month from now when you're looking back and you're wondering why life is easier, why your races are doing better, why more people are reaching out to sponsor you, why things are getting easier, why you're feeling even more of a professional at what it is you're doing, you're going to recognize very quickly it was your decision today to own what it is you do. So in a few seconds, I'm going to ask you a question. It's going to activate something inside of you. So to go back to all those times in your life when you've known what it is you needed to do and i want you to very very simply to answer this question who's on the podium
1: scott's on the podium open up your eyes i am so tell me about
0: this race that you're going to win this weekend
1: this race is going to go exactly how i had planned and it's going to work i'm going to nail every single obstacle there's not going to be any penalties i'm going to have fun with a smile and i'm going to run with confidence chest up Legs fast, and uh, there's not going to be any fatigue because it's just going to be there for fun. It's not going to be there to have the pressure. It's just going to be there so I can inspire others and so that I can win.
0: My friend, uh, Jeremy, our friend, said something to me before my first race. He said something simple to me. He said, I said any
1: recommendations you have? He said, train
0: harder than the race. Yeah. Because if you train harder than the race, the race is easy. Mm-hmm. You've been training for 12 years. That's what you've been doing from Iraq to going to basic, to beating sobriety, to getting out of a relationship, having the courage, one that did not work for you, you've already done all the training. Mm-hmm. I think the individual training doesn't matter. It's already been one-up here. Yeah. So you go to bed tonight, and you're going to race tomorrow. I am. You go through a necessary process called sleep, and your brain's going to put the exact pictures that you need to see what it is you mm-hmm. need to see to get there. So why do you recommend people do a race like this?
1: When you come out there, when you first, do, when you first come out there because – you got to get out there. That's, the, that's, I think, the hardest part is because you're nervous. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. And so I believe if you can get to, just to that point, you've already won. And then you go out there into the obstacles and you compare these obstacles to life. And when you accomplish those obstacles, whether you need help or you did it on your own, then you know that you can you can accomplish anything. What's harder, eight-foot wall or sobriety? The Probably the eight-foot wall yeah
0: get that concept yeah i can't believe you're saying that you? yeah
1: yeah because in order to get over that eight foot wall you gotta you gotta look at that wall and what's in the way is is op uh is alcohol and so if you keep your eyes on that obstacle that you're going to be on the other side of that obstacle the alcohol falls away or whatever it is that you're struggling with will just fall away because it has to in order to get over that wall what are you gonna do on monday after you won I'm going to carry my trophy with me to work and share it with all of my clients. <laughs> yeah. You're going to let them hold it? Who's going to hold it first? Whoever has the 8, eight o'clock appointment. I don't okay. know. I don't know. You excited know. about that? Yeah, I am. You never looked at it so I did you. I'm going I'm yeah. to give it to my boss. You're going to give it to your boss? Yeah, yeah. What about
0: your buddy? When are you going to call your buddy and, and say thank you for uh, introducing me to these races?
1: Mm, I haven't talked to him in a while, you actually. I'm not going to call. Yeah. Say thank you. Yeah. As soon as this
0: meeting's over, as soon as our little interview's over, I want you to make that phone call. Okay. You're going to thank that person. Yeah. You owe that person that conversation, don't you? Yeah. They will change your life. He's
1: stationed in uh, Seattle now. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's
0: close enough. Give him a call. I will. Let him know. Tell him thank you. So, anything else I can help you with at all, or anything you need, or anything I can help, I can answer any question for you on anything. Anything you want to know about anything in life?
1: You did it. You got rid of that, that, that lack of confidence.
0: Who's going to win? I am. Did you feel that? I did. It's
1: power from here. When are you going to own it? Remember the
0: honesty, the fear we have inside of being all of ourselves. Have you accepted how great you are at this?
1: I am. I'm, I, I'm getting to that point. I Have haven't you accepted how yet. great you are at this?
0: I have. Are you the best in the world? No. Yeah. But are you great at this? Great. Yes. Are you understanding this? I know I you am. don't want to admit that because <laughs> as soon as you admit you're great, all the attacks come. Yeah. Everybody comes after you. Yeah. But That is the only way to be the greatest is to put your head out there. You might get yeah. shot out, yeah. But you got to realize that you got to be willing to go for the trophy if you actually want to win the trophy. Exactly. So we got the answer already. So, so if you were to give uh, any advice um, health wise to anybody, what would you recommend? Um, staying healthy, being healthy, dealing with alcohol. What would you recommend?
1: The, um, setting a goal. Setting a goal is huge, um, and then not just setting it, but you got to write it out and you got to tell people the goal, because mm-hmm. when you te- when you write it and then you tell it, it becomes real.
0: It's like telling people you're going to win. Yeah. I know it's uncomfortable to tell people you're going to win, but it's necessary, isn't it?
1: It is, yes. What's your diet like? Um, uh, I, I avoid sugar, bread. and um, For what reason? Um, it makes me sluggish. Okay. Um, it, uh, mentally, I'm not as clear. I drink lots of water. I drink kombucha. Nice. Is that your brand we got you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ginger, that's my you favorite. You like that? Okay. Yeah, the ginger's really good. It oh, helps I you absorb. Always knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I eat a lot of berries, a lot of, lot of uh, ginger root. I throw in my... Um, uh, so ginger and turmeric, kind of a nasty combination. But if I, you throw I do it all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you throw in a lot of berries with it, it's it's good. I'm do a skip the to berries. Tough it out.
0: <laughs> Tough it out. Tough it out makes it easy. And one thing I want to give everybody watching right now to put them in a really really cool video. You'd love this on the mental side of health and food. So check out. Go to michaelburnoff.com. Be healthy and go to michaelburnoff.com forward slash be healthy. I made a really, really powerful video on mm. food, on eating, on controlling your diet and controlling your energy. It's absolutely incredible. I'll make certain to send that to you as well. So go right. there, check that out, share that with anybody. Make sure to share this episode with people as well. And really appreciate you coming out. I'm very, very excited about you um, sending me the pictures on the race. I'm not certain, now we didn't pick both. But I know you're getting podium on one of those. Yes. And we're gonna definitely do that. And just let other people know that you're gonna be doing that as well. Most importantly, before you go to bed, I'm gonna recommend that we're gonna activate something inside of you before you go to bed tonight, before your head hits the pillow, your unconscious mind's gonna know exactly what it is and needs to do. So I cannot guarantee this for every race in the future, but it's gonna go through a process called sleep. And while you're sleeping, it's gonna take some of the ideas, thoughts, concepts you've had in your life up till now that are not gonna be needed anymore, and it's gonna automatically delete them. So they're not there. So when you're racing, you're gonna have less thoughts in your head. Don't get worried that you feel lighter. Yeah. Don't get nervous that you feel stronger. Just be okay that you're lighter and stronger, and that's why you're running better. Just roll yeah. with it. I, I apologize in advance if you run faster and you're feeling better and you're feeling stronger. I, I do apologize that it may feel uncomfortable. Deal with the uncomfortableness. That's you being the real you. Yeah. I'm excited. Hobie Call said he's going
1: to be there. Do you know who he is? Who's that? Hobie Call. He's I like no idea. He's been rated the best in the world. He retired two years ago, but then he's he wants to come back. Let's come back to race you? Yeah. So I'm excited to... to, to be able to show he's, him what this young buck can do. He's on a break. Your time to get going. That's right. I'm
0: right, my man Scott. Appreciate you and uh, appreciate you. And I'm super Thank excited you. about you guys. Get out there, find a Spartan race, get yourself sober, do something. Reach out to this guy. How do these? How does everybody get a hold of you?
1: Instagram. Um, uh, very simple. Scott Giltner. Uh, G I L T N E R. And uh, yeah, I keep it simple, so that's not hard to you find. You looking for a sponsor? I am. Yes. Okay. What, what, what does this, what does
0: it mean to be a sponsor?
1: To be a sponsor, be able to uh, be able to do more of these shows and do be able to uh, help get your brand out there. Um, I, I would love to have somebody like this uh, guy train hard. Uh, something that I believe in. It's a, It's not just a. It's not a logo. It's not a company. For me, it's a way of life. And uh, so, just being able to be able to get the sponsorship. I mean, your brand out there more, especially with an up and coming athlete who's going to be getting on the podiums and who's going to be on the pro team by the end of this year. It'll be a be a good investment. I love it, brother. I
0: love it. We're going to work hard to get you that. So I got to ask you in advance. Is it okay if that part's gone? Yes. Like you're totally confident. Like I always ask in advance and the reason I ask in advance is... It's very important to understand why a fence is put there before you destroy the fence, because the fence is used to put to hold bad things out. I want to make sure we don't want it. So, are you absolutely okay to obliterate the confidence? Obliterate it. Okay, the lack of confidence. Yes. And to build up the confidence. Yes. Okay. The body cannot hold two emotions at one given time. <laughs> You can't find it. Nope. <laughs> That's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. Tell me about being insecure.
1: It's, there is no insecurities. That's it's really insecurity. weird, but is just happening. It is crazy. Well, happy Monday. It is the 17th of February, day after the race weekend, and first day at work, first day back to reality. So, what I want to share and what I thought is I'm just blown away by this. Friday, Michael we uh, did a, uh, a podcast, and it was. Um, it's on the show called The Average Sucks Show. Uh, he asked me, "What I, uh, if I can, am able to accept that I am going to be on the podium this weekend?" I didn't believe it. <laughs> and then, so you guys were watching the podcast. There was uh, some some stuff that he talked to me about, changed my mindset, had me confident, and I was ready to get on that podium over this weekend. The mental state that it put me in was not in. I got to win. It was more it made me realize that i'm winning because i'm out there running this race and i'm doing my best and then i was still blessed with a third place finish which is huge for me being really competitive the last three months you know maybe two months um something i have desired since 2014 when i ran my first spartan race so a huge deal for me and he asked me this question and you guys will hear it and you'll hear my response it was uh, what's going to happen on Monday? And uh, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll go with it, Michael. I am going to bring in my trophies on Monday, and I'm going to show my boss, and I'm going to show my clients, and I'm going to talk about the success story. And it was <laughs> he, um, I didn't believe it. Um, and sure enough, he helped me. Let me get this. Uh, he helped me change my mindset, and voila. There it is. So, this is Michael Burnoff. He's the average sucks.com or average sucks com, And these two things are huge in my life. Um, but I want to share with you guys the average sucks. Michael Burnoff. he's really good with being able to communicate and help you learn how to communicate with yourself. Three months ago, I was a totally different person. Um, I had my mind state on other things that weren't. Uh, I guess positive or beneficial to me even though I was sober that's kind of like all that I was doing and 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 he helped me realize that then simplified my life the average sucks I believe in it so much so it's why I'm able to co- talk about it uh, with such passion um because that's not what it's about it's about being the best version of you that you can be and helping others along the way as you go so yeah I was super pumped I didn't think that I'd be able to, and, and so, you know, there's something else that I learned, and and I, here it is. We spoke existence, made it happen, visualized it, and here I am, two trophies, exactly what we predicted on Friday. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> oh, it's fun, but um, yeah, listen to the podcast. I'll let you guys know when it comes out, and I will talk to you all soon. Have a good night.
0: Well, thanks for joining us for The Average Sucks Show. And the big question people ask is like, Michael, what is next? And the answer is simple. Get Average Sucks, my brand new book. And the reason why I want you to have this is, if there's things you want in your life and for some reason you've said to yourself, why am I holding back? Why am I not getting what I want? I know I'm capable of more. This book answers all of that and more. So go to averagesucks.com. Check out all the other stuff on the page. Got a bunch of bonuses for you. Get the book, read the book, and most importantly, follow the instructions. They're very simple. You'll finish this little book in, uh, in a couple hours. Real easy to read and it's gonna start showing you how to get more of what you want in this world. So AverageSucks.com and catch us on the next Average Sucks Show.